Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Morning, Paddy. Good morning. Morning. So today we're going to take a look at one of our internal processes uh, that's of a business, not of our bodies, uh, but arguably the most important one, our sales process, because as Air Manual is a young company, it's something that we've had to get working really early on. And with a great product and a great problem space, um, we've been able to do that. But it didn't mean that it was something that would uh, actually scale and continuously take us to the next level when we first created our sales process. So we've been iterating on it again and again, and this has helped us to create a much more effective process, one that both converts more, but also takes much less of our time. So we're going to look back at what changes we made and how we've rolled them out in a way that's allowing us to scale without having to work crazy hours or having to spend our time dealing with chaos and firefighting. Now, the lessons that we'll share have worked really well in sales, but can equally apply to any area of your business. So if you're a business leader looking to improve any part of your business, then listen on. So Paddy, what's the history here? Why did we focus on improving our sales process? Where did it start? How have we gone about this? Cool. Yeah, in my notes, I've written down that, you know, originally Alexis was doing all the demos. That's not quite true. If we go back to the start, we were both doing demos. It's one of the yeah. you know early things you need to do in a company. You need to uh, essentially go out and get feedback and test what's working and find out how to create a uh, an approach where you can have a meeting with a, a lead who's got the right problem and show them the value of what you've got and, and convert them to a customer. So early days, clearly we're going to be out there with founders testing it again and again and again, and all sorts of embarrassing stories about some of the early things that we attempted to do didn't work, won't go there. Um, but ultimately, we came out with a, uh, you know, a process for uh, being able to run a demo. And if we were talking to the people in the right audience, we would be able to connect with the problems that they were experiencing. We've got an, a brilliant one at Air Manual. So that that wasn't something that we got quite quickly. Um, and we got to the point where we got something where we could get consistent results with um, an issue with both of us. And uh, it allowed me to free up my time and focus on other areas of the business. And then Lexus getting good results again and again and again with a relatively low input of time, which is um, fantastic. And that, that's a, a, you know, a real uh, milestone for your business. But clearly, we can't have Lexus spending all his time doing demos forevermore. There's a limit to how far uh, we can scale. and uh, in the spirit of the show, de-stressing de your business, we don't want the answer to be that he works every weekend, evening, night, uh, holidaying, and, and so on. That's that's not our, our approach. So naturally, we had to start trying to scale it up. And so we brought in uh, some consultants who were both going to support with the sales and the customer success, what we call our sales process. And what we did uh, initially, and this is what we always do, so our general approach is we look at what are the tasks that uh, Alexis is doing, that he's doing in a consistent way uh, that are taking up a bunch, you know, a big chunk of his time and we can delegate uh, to someone else, so to new consultants that we've hired, to free up Alexis to take on the next challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that time it was uh, a big part of that was the demos and then supporting customers afterwards. So we documented uh, the high level approach, we tested it, we 
created an onboarding process for those new joiners and training uh, so that they would uh, not just read the process of how to do a demo, but would uh, test it multiple times with Alexis and with each other. Uh, and quite quickly, we get them to the point where they were doing a, uh, a fantastic demo and getting consistent results. In fact, I think this is something we're really proud of, is within one week, because of the way that we document our processes uh, and we're, we're used to doing it from our old businesses because of the way we systemize that in their manual, because of the way we set up the onboarding, we got them to the point where they could actually do those uh, demo calls um, and got them trained to do that with almost none of Alexis's time because we made a self-service checklist and they were supporting each other. And they were able to get really consistent results with this script that was working. So for a while, we were in a great place. Alexis moves on to other challenges, uh, continues to you know, support them, but not needing a lot of time. But again, at some point, you know, we work through some of the other challenges in the business and come back around and go, ah, you know what? It's a, it's a sales process. That's what's holding us back again from the next level. Um, and so since, uh, you know, that, that point, we're, I guess we're looking uh, kind of 12 months ago, um, probably the last 12 months, we, we've been making a ton of improvements. And so it's not that we've created the, the sales process and got two people in and then that's that's done. We now ignore it and, and, and move on forevermore. We deal with bigger problems. And at some point, sales comes the, the, the area to focus on again. And we've iterated, I think it's been at least eight times, 10 times. I mean, you've got the big iterations, the big revamps and all the small ones. Um, some of the challenges we faced, we, we saw that our conversion rates um, were dropping significantly. Uh, and there were one of the big reasons was that was actually the, the type of people that were starting to come into the funnel, which wasn't something that we had previously experimented with when Alexis was running it, but was now a challenge for the uh, consultants. Um, we experimented with different offerings of how we supported our customers with consulting. Uh, and at one point we had um, one package and then we had multiple packages and then we uh, changed it back down to a single package, making it simpler both for consultants and for customers. Um, we uh, then took that single consulting package and fully systemized that end to end so that as well as being able to do a demo consistently, our consultants were able to um, take our customers through uh, eight workshops and get consistent results. And this was another area where suddenly Alexis uh, would have previously needed to do a lot of oversight and a lot of support, can completely remove himself from that area of the business. So we expanded greatly what they could do and the value they could deliver um, and then iterated on that and, and got it working even better. Um, we've created one of the bigger things we did at the end of last year was create a, a brochure and other assets to support the sales process. So rather than just relying on the demo, we realized that there was a lot of different questions and so on, and we wanted our our team to have a consistent way of explaining it and to be able to do it really concisely and quickly. We wanted our customers to be able to do self-research and answer some of their own questions. We wanted our, uh, our team to have quick ways of answering any of the kind of different edge cases, the different places that our, um, uh, our leads would be taking them different questions, whether it be about pricing or competitors or anything else. And so we created this, this asset. And so many other things. It's continued to tweak lots of small tweaks, lots of big ones, better assets, clearer processes, uh, and and so on. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really great summary. I think some of the bits that I, I really pick out of that, so one being the importance of that kind of product market fit stage at the beginning, working out can we sell it at all before you start to hire salespeople and document it and getting clear on 
okay so okay i've been able to to make some sales what is it what were the questions that i asked how did i describe what we offer how did i match that to their needs and in fact we have a um a template in our uh, example workspace that's that's available um which we'll have to provide a link to on like that standard structure for a discovery call right which kind of works in a variety of sales situations and so that was a great starting point i think the other point you made around how quickly i was able to get other team members up and running and particularly at a time that i was busy like, i remember uh, the week that were that i had two sales consultants joining us on the same day and my diary was stacked with sales calls i you know all of all of my time was essentially with customers that's why we were bring we felt able to bring people in um but, and so it's crucial that it only took an hour and a half of my time across the two sales consultants to support them and provide coaching alongside them following the onboarding checklist and you know again that's a, a template that we've um, taken and, and made available uh, and we'll put in show notes but then the other thing I think as you say like later on we then continually freed up my time by taking other activities that are later on in the sales process and the customer success process and consulting and continuously like got them handed over to free up my time as we knew what worked and then as you say um, like the big major change was then starting to add assets as well so the other thing that I wanted to highlight was the the use of that that resource the uh, the the brochure which was a really kind of major change for us you know we had printed versions at the event that we were at recently and that made a fundamental difference right in terms of how we were able to then answer questions and structure our, our sales conversation and that required major changes to the sales the sales discussion and the and the process because suddenly it's like where do you introduce this and how do you use it as part of a sales conversation all these sorts of things and so that required some major changes so I think uh, those are some really good milestones that you've kind of taken us along. But what about like even more recently in the last few, like last couple of months, uh, last few weeks, what are some of the other things that we've been doing um, that have also been making changes? Yeah, see, the interesting thing is it's this continuous cycle. Um, so rather than it being a, okay, we sort out our sales process and then, then we, we move on, we've constantly being identifying new ways and new blockers to to overcome and solve and so um we really discovered that getting uh, a consistent message and answering all the questions and so on in the demo call was causing us uh, a lot of pain and we were um we essentially needed a quite a long script to try and answer it all as part of a process and so that's why we created the brochure last year and then we solved that problem and now we've got uh, different areas and different areas for uh, improvement so right now we have unblocked a lot of the things for growth and we are ramping up uh and so we're looking at how do we take to the next stage and uh one of the areas that we we see is that we can introduce much more specialized sales levels um so whereas initially we've just got a founder who's doing everything wearing about five different hats within the sales teams and customer success we then bring in consultants who are able to support uh, a big parts of the time consuming ones, both in doing demos for inbound sales and for doing the customer success process. We now want to uh, hire in more people, but rather than taking, you know, initially what we didn't try and do is hire in additional founders because that would be very expensive. What we're not going to try and do now is continually, uh, continue to bring in generalists who are both able to do consulting and sales. Because if we can instead do specialists, we can get people who are uh, more suited to the specific tasks uh, at the start of the funnel. So when we're doing sales uh, and we can look even 
uh, getting more involved with um, earlier sales calls, doing more chasing up, uh, working with a marketing team uh, and uh, doing kind of more outbound activity and split that from our, our customer success and our consulting team who are then more focused on taking someone who is already interested and keen to be working with us and supporting us on that, that journey. And that's a big, uh, another big milestone for the, for the business by splitting those out into um, uh, uh, specialist roles. It's going to allow us to scale faster. It's going to allow us to get better results because uh, as it is, we've got team members who, can, who do an amazing job of splitting the two roles, but it, it's a challenge. You have moments where you get too busy with existing customers and the, the earlier part of the, uh, the funnel gets not enough attention and vice, uh, and, and vice versa. So we're, we're currently tackling those uh, challenges. We're also making updates to the consulting process. We uh, recently took um, our eight, uh, kind of eight workshop process and went, actually, you know what? The first two workshops feel like they're in the wrong order um, and it's causing a bit of pain. It's leading to us needing more calls with more people, uh, which aren't necessarily uh, being as helpful as they could do. And so we made a pretty substantial change in, in reversing those, um, which required updates to training, updates to the uh, processes. You can just replace them because one of the uh, workshops assumed that you had knowledge of the previous one, so it needed a bit of a rewrite and revamp. And so those are just two examples that we've been working through in, in the last uh, last few weeks. Um, and once we resolve those, uh, I, I think, we're expecting, uh, expecting that we'll be focused on some of the other areas of our business for a while, but they will absolutely give us another three months, six months, there'll be new challenges as we've introduced those new roles uh, and found new blockers and, and areas for uh, focus. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I think the picture that you paint is that um, firstly, the, there are some times that we've made some really major changes, sometimes we've made small changes, but there's, there's a lot that's gone on. Um, What's the impact of that? Like, you know, because otherwise, you know, are we just busy fools? Are we just tinkering with something that was working at the beginning? What's been uh, in terms of the numbers, the metrics, the uh, whether the feeling? Like, what's been the outcome of all of that work? Cool. So, I mean, if we go back to early on when things were working well, as me and Alexis, I think we started getting up to around converting about thirty percent of the people we were talking to. Uh, and generally we were converting them onto our, our, our platform. And we've introduced some new consulting packages and that became uh, a key part of what we were doing. And we started to get a certain percentage onto, uh, onto, onto consulting, only about 25%, because there's a ton of value that we can deliver, particularly for any business leader who's um, uh, well busy and will struggle to find their time to open up this whole new area of expertise. We provide a lot of support um, and help them uh, get results, get momentum in their team, uh, and so on. So we introduced the, the, the consulting and that helped. What we saw last summer was that our conversion rates went down significantly, both for selling consulting and for actually selling the platform. So where we, we assumed and had our business models based on being able to get 30% and we'd seen that we could do that both when we were doing it ourselves. And we saw that we would still get those results when we brought in, uh, Jessica and KI consultants. It suddenly went down to ten percent, and you initially go, mm, "Is that is that just a glitch?" Because you know numbers go up and down. But after you know more like four, six weeks, eight weeks, you start going, "No, okay, there's something really here." 
Uh, and we were identified a number of reasons for that. And it was, we were doing wider marketing effort, efforts. They weren't bringing in the same quality of leads. Uh, the consultants were getting busy and, and uh, struggling to deal with some of the different leads that we were bringing in that had perhaps less uh, contact with us before in the journey, all sorts of reasons. So we got down to uh, 10%. We also got to a point where the team were pretty busy uh, supporting those. The impact that we're seeing since last summer is we've gone from 10% conversion rate to 40% conversion rate. So we're now converting more than we ever did, even when it was us as the founders. So that's a uh, four times impact. And that goes from a, our business isn't going to be able to, to scale at all to this is, this is looking good. Um, but not only that is it's actually reduced the time that we need to support a lead and take them to the point where they're making a decision and happy to move forward by half. So previously it would uh, typically take over a couple of hours. We're now typically doing it in um, under an hour to get that uh, initial point and, and moving forward. So four times the results from where we were at a, uh, a bad point and half the time. So huge, huge, huge impact. Uh, yeah, and I think the um, the uh, you know in terms of that impact, I think the one of the uh, when you talk about half the time, I think there's certainly there's the time that it takes for our team to have those conversations, convey the benefit, explore it. I think there's the other thing we've seen is actually the sales cycle has shortened as well. I think that um, one of the things that we perhaps weren't making we weren't making it easy for people to buy is, is probably the simplest way of putting it is um, it wasn't clear on what's the right option for them early on. Um, it wasn't clear what perhaps the next steps would be. There was a bit too much. Well, it depends and so on. And so the change that we made to that process mean that as well as it taking less literal effort time, actually elapsed time reduced quite a lot, which is actually in the customer's interest as much for hours. And so I think, you know, um, you could argue that with a four times increase in conversion, two times reduction in um, t the effort uh, and uh, and the and the lag and the um, the sales cycle, you've argu arguably like you know, we've improved the sales process like eight times, arguably even sixteen times as a result of doing that. However, we're not perfect geniuses at doing this. It wasn't that every single change that we made resulted in the positive impact, right? So, were there any? Uh, what were some of the changes that perhaps caused pain or didn't go quite as smoothly? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a key part of being an entrepreneur. You have to treat your failures as uh, essentially successes. You've tested something, and then you you need to move on and, and work out what will work. So, yeah, we made a ton of mistakes, didn't we? So, uh, so some. Some which just felt like mistakes, some which I think needed to be part of that journey, part of that learning journey. Uh, an example would be introducing multiple consulting projects. It took us to the point of testing different areas and understanding as a team what did work, what value the customer uh, needed and where they were willing to spend money and what then caused us pain, which allowed us to iterate. Doing multiple packages, I think that, that caused uh, a fair bit of confusion for some of our customers, some of our leads. So we were able to support less of them because we didn't make the set. Um, and it caused a lot more uh, complexity internally um, because systemizing multiple uh, packages takes a significant uh, large amount of time. And when you get into a situation where someone's perhaps doing one at a time or perhaps doing multiple at the same time, it, it became a lot more complex than it needed to be. So simplifying it 
was a huge benefit for us internally and for our customers by making it much clearer and simpler about what they needed. So that was a uh, initially a pain point, but turned around into a uh, into a big win. We also had you know a lot of pain points around seeing results dipping from time to time, and we've taken the action. So uh, I'll say it's not pleasant as an entrepreneur seeing uh, the numbers uh, turn upside down when you think you've been doing a lot of work to make improvements. Um, but the key is that we identified those issues and took action. Uh, and we had the freedom as uh, the, the leaders to take the action because we weren't spending all our time actually on the uh, on the calls. Um, I say that you know some of these are big changes. So introducing the brochure, uh, even just moving those two meetings out of the workshop, they require a big and a significant investment of our time. Yeah. And when you've got things, that, other things that you thought were your priority, having to come up and go, you know what. I thought I was going to be working on this for the next couple of months, but this is a bigger issue for my business right now. And having to make that shift, yeah, absolutely, it feels painful at that moment in in time. Um, but that is that is the the, the nature of the beast. And I say again, the the great thing is that we are always ourselves working on improving the business. So it's not that me or you are uh, critical to be on every demo. Mm. We have the space to choose which of the projects we're doing to make improvements and essentially yes we had to park something else which we wanted to do to come back and make an improvement to the sales process but that's okay because we we can uh reason with ourselves we can see that we're growing as a company we can see that we're growing as individuals we don't feel like we are stuck i love that yeah i i think that's such an important point around yeah, if you're stuck in the day to day and you can't even create the mental space or you know space in your calendar to be able to work on these things, then that's an incredibly stressful place to be and makes the whole act of trying to change your ways of working um, practically impossible. So that that's kind of hints at a key um, uh, point as to how we were able to make the approach work and how we we're able to avoid it being uh, uh, stressful. Are there any other other things that we did? Uh, that made the approach work well, particularly and yeah, avoid the stress and uh, and particularly lessons that others can can take to replicate those kind of results. Yeah, so I guess some some key takeaways for other business leaders, and this could be in sales, but frankly, any other the business. I think, firstly, when we started uh, and and created our initial process, I want to emphasise we did it ourselves. We didn't try to bring in other consultants uh, or salespeople to scale up something that we had no idea whether it, it would work. It it just doesn't it doesn't work. Um, so really key that when it's un, uh, unproven that there's a high involvement from from the leadership to essentially run a project to get it to the point where it does work and it can can then be dedicated and and scaled in a consistent way. When you do see it get to the point where you're scaling, frankly, when you get to the point where you go. This is working. I know what I'm doing. I'm not creating value by learning anymore. I'm just, you know, turning the turning the wheel. Then, you, then you need to free up your time. You need to uh, find a way of delegating that down so you can work on the next challenge. And that's that's where we bring a new resource or uh, take existing uh, team members and and uh, retrain them on this area so we can delegate that and free ourselves up to the next challenge. Um, I'd say one of the things we did was we identified. Uh, a load of issues which led to a load of tweaks and, and part of that is that we have a 
a cadence of meetings where we're every day, every week, we're having team meetings and everyone on the team can raise issues that we discuss in those uh, meetings. And so the way that we made those improvements isn't just being focused on process, it's been having a, uh, a culture and a setup in the way that you do meetings and, and handle issues that allows the problems to surface to the top quickly so that you can then prioritize and then um, and, and take action. Um, so yeah, there's a lot there about you know, uh, delegating, freeing up time. I've made the point several times about us having the freedom to work constantly on improving the business rather than having to do it in it. That's really key. I think we found that as well as having the checklists, so checklists are, oh my God, so valuable. And having the checklist that we've got in Air Manual um, first allowed us to create that demo process and then the process for how to do those eight different workshops and define them as checklists and know that we can delegate that entire area and spend zero time and even creating the onboarding and training so we don't spend time training people to do it, which is incredible. But then when we needed to make major changes, like reversing those workshops, you know, if we made a simple tweak, we just go in and tweak a checklist. If we needed to do a bigger change, then essentially we 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 copy part of the process. We take a couple of those checklists and we work on them in uh, as new new documents, new pages, new checklists for our team, but that aren't ready yet. We get them to the point where we feel they're right. Then we test them as leaders and make sure that we're happy that they will work. And we do the same thing. We we update the training, the onboarding. And by doing that, we were able to get our existing team to move from the earlier process to the new one in literally 24 hours and feel comfortable doing it, including doing role plays with each other and uh, getting that tested. So that's been fundamental, having that way of systemizing it. And the final thing I'll throw in is that going beyond the checklists, having other ways of systemizing things in your businesses, like using a brochure uh, for your sales team is a huge asset having those um other assets that you can point to and that allow customers to do self-service and so on uh, and that can actually uh, simplify the checklist that you need to write for your own team um, so creating those creating a, yeah, a, a set of systems and checklists but also other assets is is incredibly valuable yeah i love that no i think uh, and i think that works as a as a great summary i think the uh, the impact that this has had for us, and we've only covered sales, there are huge other parts of the business that we've been able to do this, both at Air Manual, but also other businesses that that, that we've owned, um, where it's absolutely huge when you when you kind of make those changes. And in the case of sales at Air Manual, it's kind of resulted in 8x kind of improvements as a result of these continuous uh, changes. And uh, I really like that point around changing um, changing the team over from one set of processes to another because that can be really scary for people, right? Is that they, wor they worry, how do we get everyone consistent? How do I move people over from their previous ways of working? And it's something I remember from our previous careers as management consultants, where you'd have to move whole teams, whole organizations in terms of their ways of working. And we found this uh, a really powerful way to do that. So we'll make sure that we share in the show notes links to things like our brochure so that people can check that out uh, so that they can get ideas for their own as well. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, check those out in the show notes. But Otherwise, uh, thanks very much, Paddy. Uh, I think that's uh, given a lot of value there. Um, uh, for uh, regular listeners, you'll know that we run a weekly webinar. If you haven't attended one of these, by the way, you need to make sure that you, uh, you register. And if this is the first episode that you've uh, listened to, uh, then uh, good news. Uh, now has never, <laughs> never been a better time. So that webinar is on how to free up 15 hours per week 
and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down your growth. Uh, typically, they're on Wednesdays, 1 p.m. UK time, but you can find out more and register for the next one at airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And a final note for you listening, uh, we need your help. Please share this episode with other people that you think would find it useful, that are needing to improve their sales processes. Uh, taking a minute to share it on social media and provide a, a review on your favorite podcast platform makes a huge difference to us. It allows us to get more visibility and help more people, but also it allows you to help more people as well uh, and, uh, and add more value into other people's lives. So please do do that. Uh, we hugely appreciate it. Uh, we know that we've been getting a lot recently and our uh, number of downloads has been uh, skyrocketing, particularly over the last um, month or so. So thank you so much for doing that if you've done that already. Uh, but if you haven't, Come on, please <laughs> give, give us a hand. We really, really appreciate it. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.